You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 31. Hey there, impact drivers. Welcome back to another episode of the PMO Strategies Podcast. My name is Laura Bernard, and thank you so much for spending your time with me today. We're talking about a very important topic as you think about how your PMO is serving your organization this year. How are you going to make sure that your PMO stays relevant as we head into this new year? Are you going to continue to solve last year's business problems and hope that that'll be good enough? How do you make sure that your PMO is set up for success, continues to meet evolving business needs, and continues to be a sustainable and impact-driven business service to the organization? To answer those questions, I've got to ask you one more. Have you done your annual PMO health assessment yet? If not, I highly recommend that you do so. It's absolutely essential that every PMO leader spends some time laser-focused every year thinking about and planning how you'll meet business needs for the coming year. If you don't do this, you could end up focused on solving last year's business problems that may not be relevant any longer. Or even worse, you could be missing the mark altogether for what your business leaders need the PMO to be doing. And why does this matter so much, what the business leaders need? Well, frankly, if you aren't getting it done for them, they will find ways to go around you to get done what they need to get done. I have seen this time and time again. Have you ever seen a business unit come up with all kinds of excuses for using external vendors to meet their business needs instead of using an internal IT function, for example? Have you ever heard a business group say that their projects don't really qualify as something that the PMO needs to manage? Or one of the many other things business leaders will say when they don't see the PMO as a relevant mechanism for solving their business problems? And maybe you're saying, you know what, that's okay. We still have this business unit over here that we're working with, so we're fine. And maybe you are until you aren't. The problem with this ad hoc approach to business units opting in or out of PMO services is that the minute you become a barrier to progress or aren't focused on the most relevant or pressing pain points for the business areas you are serving, they too will find a way to go around you. And if the precedent is set that this is something business units can do, they will all start following suit. And maybe that isn't your problem. Maybe you're working with the business units just fine for now. But are you sure that the solutions you have provided for them in the past are still the right solutions going forward? What are you doing to make sure your PMO is and stays relevant to the business and is seen as an essential part of the delivery of business strategy for the organization? And when I say that, I don't necessarily mean that you only work on strategic initiatives. Even if you're doing day-to-day operational support or functional support for a specific area, it still should be fitting into that bigger puzzle of the business strategy the organization is trying to solve. That's what we're talking about today. 
How can you be sure your PMO becomes and stays relevant to the business you serve this year? And what steps can you take right now to ensure your PMO is as high impact as possible in meeting the needs of the business you serve? But before we go any further, I want to extend an invitation to you to join me for my PMO health assessment and planning workshop. The timing for this is perfect. As part of the many benefits my students in the Impact Engine PMO training and group coaching program get, we're doing our annual health assessment and planning workshop. And I've decided to share it with all of you this year so you can be sure your PMO is set up for success. In this workshop, I'm going to help you assess your organization for impact opportunities, learn ways to stay relevant and in touch with your business stakeholder needs and ensure that you're laser focused on the most important priorities for your organization this year. If you want to join us for this workshop, just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop and sign up now and let me help you make this year with your PMO your highest impact year yet. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop. By the way, while you're there, you'll see that there's another workshop on your own personal career development you can join us for as well. So make sure you grab them both for a big discount. Okay, so let's dive in. Where do you start? In order to build credibility in your organization, earn or keep that seat at the table and help your organization deliver on business strategy, your PMO must stay relevant. So how do you do this? especially when you have so many fires you're currently putting out, you're spending most of your days in meetings and all of that is just to keep the engines running, just to get through the day-to-day activities and keep your team and your people happy, your stakeholders moving forward and everyone on the same track. How do you possibly add hitting the pause button and doing a health assessment and planning exercise? Frankly, You make time for it because if you don't, your PMO could go extinct right before your eyes. And by the time you figure out what's happening, it could be too late to get things back on track. And please know, I am not trying to be all doom and gloom. I am not trying to scare you into taking action. But maybe, actually, I should be trying to scare you just a little bit. Because I'm simply helping you prevent disasters from happening and saving you from the headaches and the frustration that I have seen many of your peers experience. It breaks my heart when my students come to me after they've hit a wall, after they hear their PMO might end up on the chopping block, after they lose their job, after they have lost that precious credibility that's necessary for a PMO to be successful in any organization. That's why I'm sharing what I am. I never want you to have to have that experience, especially when what I teach has helped countless PMO leaders around the world achieve their goals and run PMOs that are exactly what the business leaders are craving. So here are the steps you can follow to make sure your PMO is solving the most relevant business problems while you continue to build credibility in your organization. Number one, get to know the business. Now, I know this one might seem obvious, but listen in because we talk about doing this, but many of the PMO failures I see are a result of a lot of talk, but not a whole lot of action when it comes to getting to know the business. No matter where your PMO sits in the organization and no matter how busy you are, 
make sure you understand the business your company is in, how your organization serves their customers, and what your business stakeholders that you serve are trying to do to further the organization and serve those customers. You want to focus on two areas, what business your company is in industry-wide and how your company specifically competes in that marketplace, meaning how they serve their customers. If your company is in the hospitality space, learn more about the hospitality space. If you're in finance, learn that space. It's critical that no matter what industry your company is in, you get to know how that industry functions as a whole. This will help you start to see the forest for the trees, if you will, help you to become more knowledgeable about that particular industry your organization serves. Now, what's the benefit of doing this? One important thing I teach in my training programs is that you must understand the business that you serve so that you can speak their language, not yours, when you talk about solving business problems for your stakeholders. They will appreciate you so much more and you'll have instant credibility with them if you quote unquote get it. So how do you do this? Start getting newsletters or trade magazines relevant to your industry. Learn the vernacular, learn the buzzwords, learn about trends, take internal training programs that some of your business colleagues take as they're learning how the company operates. In fact, I recommend that for anyone in the PMO that serves a particular business unit. Make sure that you spend time learning what your business stakeholders learn so that they know how to serve those customers. Now, I didn't appreciate the importance of this earlier in my career, and it bit me. While I still think your most important subject matter expertise when in the role of a PM is to understand how to be a good PM, there is still tons of value in understanding how the business does what it does. And for PMO leaders, knowing how to be a good PM is actually secondary for you personally to understanding the business needs and how the business functions. Whether you have a job rotation program or a shadowing program, it makes what they do so much more real if the people on your team can see it, touch it, experience it, and know what it's like to be in the role of your stakeholders. One side note on this, business problems are shifting so quickly and sometimes we fail to keep up with the shifting business needs. As PMO leaders, it is your job to stay on top of the shifts so that you can respond more quickly to those shifts as they are happening. Okay, number two, have a regular process for assessing the organization for impact opportunities. I believe so strongly in this that I've dedicated an entire module of my Impact Engine PMO training program to doing this assessment work. It's critical that you're in continuous conversation with your business stakeholders, understanding what they need, asking them about their pain points and challenges, understanding what keeps them up at night. They need to know you care and that you understand their needs and that you're open to listening and most importantly, shifting as necessary to meet their needs and address their pain points. This assessment time is a great way to build relationships with your stakeholders. Do not underestimate the importance of doing so. In order for your stakeholders to engage with your PMO, they must know you, like you, and trust you. And this assessment process gives them the opportunity to get to know you personally, get to know what your PMO stands for, and how the PMO can serve them. They will like you, frankly, if you help them. So make sure you're doing that. 
They'll also like you if you make it super easy for them to ask for and get help from your PMO. The reason so many PMOs are feared, hated, and just generally disliked is that it's such a pain to engage. You want to make it super easy to engage with your PMO. Whatever you do, do not create a 45-step intake process just for them to request PMO services. Easy, simple, painless. That's how you're going to get them hooked. And they will trust you once they know you get them and their needs and pain points, understand the business they're in, and you solve their business problems. Now, of course, that last part of solving their business problems takes time, but you usually don't have to move a mountain for them to trust you. You can start super small, simple, and straightforward and continue to build credibility. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm constantly talking about keep it simple, easy, straightforward, And there's a reason why you can go a long way in building trust simply by doing what you say you're going to do, whether it's providing a deliverable you said you would send to them in a meeting or keeping that meeting you put on their calendar or doing that follow-up that you promised as a result of a conversation you had with them. Those little things will go such a long way. Trust me on that. Most people have good intentions But if you pay attention to how often promises are made and not kept, even little ones, you'll see why your stakeholders will be overjoyed when you consistently deliver what you say you will, no matter how small. And a little side note here, this means you have to be super careful what you promise and try to make it reasonable so that you have a fighting chance to actually deliver. Okay. There are multiple ways to assess the organization for impact opportunities, and here are a few of them for you to consider. You can conduct a SWOT analysis to assess the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats for your PMO so that you can determine where you should spend your energy with your PMO going forward. You can conduct an assessment based on the areas of possible PMO services, such as performance management, project portfolio management, organizational change management, strategic alignment, project management, etc. Now, we're doing those first two inside the PMO Health Assessment and Planning Workshop I'm hosting, so make sure you join us if that's something that you need. Remember, just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop. And I mentioned that my Impact Engine PMO students also get to do this on an annual basis as a part of their group coaching package, but they also have access to other resources that I think are super important, areas that you need to assess on an annual basis or every time you're making a big shift in what your PMO is doing. And that's that part I was talking about that is an entire module of the training program I do because there's so many key pieces to doing a full assessment of not just your PMO and not just the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats or possible areas of service. You also want to go deeper and do an assessment of all of the other aspects you need to consider that will play a role in the success of your PMO as you're implementing these services. So what do I mean by that? For example, You are going to want to do an assessment of the organization to determine where the opportunities are for the PMO to provide services and capabilities, where in the organization similar services might be performed now, what other PMOs or project management-like functions might exist already, 
and where projects are happening. These are all areas you want to be thinking about that sit outside of your PMO itself that could influence positively or negatively the success of your PMO and the services that you put in place. You'll also want to do an assessment of the team, your PMO team, and those that are considered part of maybe the broader team as you look at maybe the project managers that are doing project work in different parts of the organization that may or may not report to you, the people that you have doing support services in the PMO, all of that will play a role in understanding the strengths and weaknesses of your team and what other resources you might need to fill certain services you want to provide. I also highly recommend you do a sponsor assessment which is most always underestimated in other programs I've seen on PMOs and guidance on PMO assessment and setup. Yet it's probably the most important area of focus if you're going to be successful long-term. According to ProSide Change Management, sponsor engagement or the lack thereof is the most important determiner of success or failure of a change initiative. And by the way, setting up a PMO or ensuring PMO sustainability is absolutely a change initiative. A big one at that. Never underestimate the power of a strong change management strategy when setting up a PMO or continuing to engage with the organization as you continue to uplevel your PMO to meet changing business needs. And speaking of change, the next area that we look at is the culture. Yes, you must assess the culture of your organization in order to determine how well your organization responds to change how resistant they might be to the PMO, and how ready they are going to be to engage in the process. I'm sure you've heard the saying, culture eats strategy for breakfast. I think of it that culture eats change, any change for breakfast if it's not properly managed. Now, once you've done all of these assessments, you can use them as input into the next area, which is getting really good at organizational change management. In order for you and your PMO to get and stay relevant in your organization, you'll need to keep shifting as the needs of the organization shift, which means you're constantly going to be changing. And if you're constantly changing, you'll need to get really good at bringing the organization and the people in it through the change process with you. Otherwise, the organization will reject the changes and you'll end up back where we talked about before with the stakeholders in the organization doing everything they can to opt out of the PMO. Now, if you've listened to any of my other podcast episodes or taken any of my courses or the programs, you know I am a huge believer in organizational change management and the importance of a strong organizational change management strategy as the foundation, the building blocks that must be in place for your PMO to be successful. Now, once you've done all of your assessment work, it will be time to put your PMO recommendation together, build your stakeholder engagement strategy, and put together a specific plan for continuous engagement with your sponsor for your PMO. You'll need them to have your back as you chart a course for ongoing PMO relevance and impact and navigate the smooth and rough waters ahead. I strongly encourage you to dedicate the time to conducting a PMO health assessment and build a plan for your PMO every year, no matter how busy you are, no matter how much you think you know what your business leaders need. 
Key to relevance for PMO is continuing to ask questions and probe and engage and build relationships and evaluate the needs of your organization and how the PMO is supporting those needs on an ongoing basis. You'll want to think of the PMO evolution as an ongoing, iterative, agile, if you will, kind of approach to PMO sustainability. Your PMO needs to continue to evolve and you need to continue to ask questions. And I use a framework that I call the 3090 plan to evaluate and regularly engage stakeholders every 30 days so that on a 90 day cycle, we can look at where the opportunities are for shifting and continue to stay relevant and on point right where and when the business needs you to be there. And that's only possible if you keep that conversation going with your stakeholders, understand how the business operates, understand how your company serves their customers, and continue to assess all of the facets that can influence your PMO outcomes. So make sure to set aside some time every year, wherever it makes the most sense to do so, to conduct this extremely important process, and you'll never have to wonder if you're meeting the business needs in your organization. You'll know, and you'll also know when and how to make a shift when necessary. I hope this helps you think through the kind of work you'll need to do to ensure your PMO is and stays relevant to the evolving needs of your organization. If you'd like my help with conducting your PMO health assessment and building your PMO plan for the year, join me for my online virtual PMO health assessment and planning workshop at pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop. That's it for today's episode. If you like what you hear, please make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming content. And be sure to download the episodes so that you can listen on the go no matter where life takes you. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on this episode and the podcast. Just leave a rating and review if you love what you hear. Have a fantastic day, a high impact week, and thank you so much for allowing me to serve you as you make a big impact in this world. Bye-bye for now.